Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Praise God, and how about those Sooners? Oh, they didn't, they didn't win? Uh, it's good to see all of you here today. I do have a Mexican word of the day for you. Um, habanero. I wanted to go bow hunting, but I don't habanero. <laughs> Pearl, are you here? That's for you, sweetheart. Okay, let's take our Bibles and turn to the book of James chapter 1. This morning, um, I'm going to give a brief message because I want to spend some time in prayer with you today concerning healing. If there are some of you here today who are battling something in your own body or you would, all, would like to stand in for someone who needs healing, you will have that opportunity here in the next few minutes. Um, but first, I want to get the word to you because the scripture says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we all could increase in that. And the more word you get, the more you have opportunity to have faith come to you to, to, and then enjoy the, the power of faith. The scripture says that faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Amen. So that, that means everything that's in the world. Faith is the victory that overcomes that. And those things that are in the world, which came by sin, which are death and sickness and disease, faith is victory over all of those things. Faith in God, specifically, is victory over all of those things. Um, so we're going to begin today. I'm going to show from Scripture avenues, several avenues that God has provided for you to receive your healing. And I believe that this will bless you. I believe it will encourage you and build you up in the things of God and cause you to walk in new and greater experiences in this healing virtue that was cut in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whenever he took stripes upon his back, it was for the purpose of your healing. In the very same afternoon that Jesus Christ died for our sins, he also received stripes for our healing. Amen. And if you can believe today, how many of you believe that he did take away the sins of the world? He really did. And he also took away the sickness and disease and the death of the world too. All right? And so you don't have a right. As a child of God, you do not have a right to sickness and disease. You only have a right to healing, health, life, and that more abundantly. That is what he, Jesus had to die. He had to be broken for you to have that today. He paid a high price so that you would never settle for anything less than what Jesus Christ paid for, for you. Amen. He did it for you. What an amazing thing. He did it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to say that he did it for me. Because listen to me, sometimes we can, we can be a little bit vague about things like this and think, yeah, okay, that's great, healing. But, but when we make it personal, that's when we begin to accept its influence for our life. You know, sometimes you think, oh, yeah, God heals and God does those things. But it's not, it's not about the, the fact that God can heal. All right? A lot of the things that come into question is are will he or is it for me specifically? And the answer is yes, yes. All right? And it's going to take faith in God for you to accept that personally. Take him personally, what he did personally, just like you did when you believe personally that he died for your sins. He also 
died for your sickness and disease and pain. Amen. James chapter 1, I want to start here because James gives us some good understanding about our God and this area of healing. Uh, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from Above, I love that verse of scripture. And then it says, and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, which means he's never going to change. That is, that truth is never going to change. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Every good thing in your life, my family, comes from God. Amen. So he says, don't be deceived about it. All right. Because there's, there, there are all kinds of beliefs out there that some believe that everything that happens, good and bad, comes from God. And that's not true. God is not orchestrating every event in the world. Every good thing comes from Him. Every perfect thing comes from Him. All right? So we have to be sold out to the fact, the truth is, that God is good and only does good. Only gives good. Amen. And so, so let me ask you a question. Is healing a good gift? Absolutely it is. Absolutely. We like it as a gift rather than pay for it. Amen. Healing is a good gift. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Let's turn over there for a moment, Brooke, if you would, on the screen. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing. See how closely connected those two things are? Doing good and healing. How many? All. All who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So we have the understanding that every good gift, and one of those good gifts being healing, comes from God. Thank God for that. But also we understand from here that it comes from God for all. All were healed. The scripture teaches us, when we read the life of Jesus throughout the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see that Jesus, everywhere he went, he healed everybody. There was no disease he could not cure. There was no demon he could not cast out. There was no sickness that he could not heal. None. I mean, he overcame all of those things. He never refused one person when it came to healing. Never once. All right? I don't know how, how, how we read that and, and then somehow interpret that maybe it's not for me or maybe, maybe his mind has changed. No, 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 no. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. He is the express image of God to us. Hallelujah. And he came and he did the will of the Father to the perfect, the nth degree. Amen. Perfectly he obeyed his Father. And since he healed them all then, my family, he heals them all now. All right? He healed them all then. He heals them all now. So, since all these things come from God, and these gifts come to all of us, for all of us, let's go over to 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 23. The first avenue of healing that we're going to look at this morning is the avenue of medicine. Thank God for medicine. For the most part, thank God for medicine. Appreciate the, the, the medical field. I appreciate, well, I have uh, Heather's brothers both. One is in heaven now, but both of them are, are in the medical field. And one of them, uh, Judd, was an anesthesiologist, and Philip is a chiropractor. I used to actually introduce him as Philip, or one, one says he's a doctor, the other knows he's a doctor. But <laughs> well, we thank God for the, the wisdom that he's given us. Uh, the avenues that he's given us through medicine and through modern science to help cure disease and, and, and sickness and those kinds of things. 
Um, I, this verse of scripture helps us lean into this truth a little bit more that this is an avenue that God has provided. No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities. Now, I want you to understand that Paul, this is the apostle Paul talking to his son in faith, Timothy. All right? Now, we know that Paul laid hands on people and they were healed. We know that, that, that people were healed through his ministry. I find it interesting, though, that he, he prescribes wine to his son in faith rather than laying hands on him. I find that interesting. So then, apparently, he's teaching all of us that there's more than one way to be healed. There's more than one way. It's not just about laying hands on someone. That's one avenue, which we'll look at that in just a moment. But this is another avenue. All right? I want to emphasize little wine for all of you who are <laughs> thinking about taking a special liberty today. Uh, for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities. So there are things that the ways, avenues through medicine the Lord has provided for us, uh, natural means for us to receive healing. I was telling the earlier service when Heather and I were in Papua New Guinea 10 years ago, we were helping build a church and we we're out in the bush, out in the middle of the backside of the planet where they still don't have electricity and there's no running water and they have to keep a fire burning all day to cook their food and prepare. I mean, these people are really just surviving. Uh, but the sweetest people, and we were there to build this church for them because they just had a little, um, what was that? It was just tarp, a tarp over some sticks or something. So we were actually building a structure. Well, I was sawing one day, and the, the saw slipped off the wood and just cut right through the meat of my, my hand here. Well, there's no, there's no hospital anywhere near us. There's no first aid kit on hand or anything like that. So one of, the, one of the natives there grabbed me and he walks me over to this line of plants over by the trees that they had planted and he starts breaking off leaves and he takes my hand and he starts dotting that, that cut. And that did not feel good. With the end of that, with the stem of that leaf and starts just dotting it, dotting it and then he'd break another one off and he'd dot it and there was some little liquid that was on the end of that stem and so he'd break it and he'd dot it, dot it. And I mean here just a little bit, it was completely, totally stopped bleeding. Dried up and, and healed up so quick, I had no, not even a scar there on my hand any longer. I have no idea what the heck that thing was, but it sure worked. I mean, when you're out there and you ain't got nothing to rely on, I guess you just start looking for leaves, right? You start thinking, let's get some leaves. This, is, this will help this guy. But God has provided these avenues of medicine. I'm, my family's grateful for, for modern medicine because my mother... Um, was diagnosed with a cyst. She had a cyst. Uh, they found a cyst on her brain back in 2002, and she had to undergo brain surgery. They believe, the doctors believe that from an incident that happened when she was just a little girl where she fell out of the back of a pickup and landed on her head was what eventually caused this cyst to grow in her head. And what was happening was that it, it was filling with fluid slowly and, and like a balloon in her head. And as it was filling with fluid, all her faculties began to shut down. I mean, to see my mother in the condition that she was in, which she was 49, 48, somewhere around there, uh, walking around shifting like, like a real old woman. She could just move just like this. And when she'd look at you, you couldn't even, she wasn't even there. You know, her eyes were so distant. And um, so finally, after they had gone through several processes to finally figure out what it was, finally a chiropractor actually noticed an abnormality in her in her x-ray. And so got her to a neurologist and then we 
by the grace of God, by the direction of God, found this doctor named Dr. Geary at Methodist Hospital in Dallas, who was one of the number one brain surgeons in the world who just so happened to be there, hallelujah, and said, I agreed that he would do the surgery and told us what he was going to do. I mean, it was freaking us out because he said he was going to, you know, remove part of the skull and he was going to cut into the brain and, and actually pop that cyst, if you, I'm, I'm trying not to be too graphic with you, but too late for that, and, and, and just kind of lay the membrane of the cyst over on the brain. He said, she'll have 100% recovery. He said, you're going to cut into her brain, and she's going to have 100%. Oh, yes, we do this all the time. <laughs> okay. And that's exactly what they did. And then when, when my mother was in recovery, and she, she finally woke up, and we came to see her, she was back. I mean, her eyes were bright again, even though she was still groggy from the surgery. But, I mean, her eyes were crystal clear. And my mother has had a 100% recovery as a result. And we thank God for medicine. And it's one way that God has provided for us to receive healing. It's glorious, all right? Now, this is just one avenue. Let's look at the, another scripture, Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Jesus teaches us uh, that these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Hallelujah. We, we do that, and that's one of the things that we're going to do today. We're going to use that avenue today to lay hands on those of you who need healing today or you want to stand in for someone, and we're going to believe together because that's what we do. Amen. Uh, Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Let's turn over there for a moment. i got to hurry up and get through these so we can... Do this. So Jesus answered, but cowboys don't pray, play to Freya today anyway. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, then Jesus shows us or gives an, an, an analogy, if you will, of what faith in God looks like. This is miraculous. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed. Isn't that extraordinary to you? All right. I mean, that just seems like way out there, right? He says, have faith in God. And then he gives an illustration. This is what faith in God looks like, speaking to mountains. Well, Jesus, you kind of uh, really shot for the moon there, didn't you? Can you come down here to my level, please? Now, faith in God means that you need him. It's full dependence on him. A mountain can't move by your strength. A mountain can move by him helping you, by faith in him. Are you hearing me? It is, it, faith is total dependence on God and His power to be demonstrated in your situation. All right, so He helps us understand faith in God is, you say this mountain be removed. And Jesus wasn't mincing words. He was serious here. Be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things He says will be done. He will have whatever He says. Notice there's a lot of saying here. Whoever says does not doubt, but believes what He says. He will have whatever He says. Ah, this, uh, this avenue, this avenue is about, of healing is about your declaration. Declaring that you are healed. Then verse 24, he sums it up with, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. Believe whatever things. You ask. I think healing is a whatever thing. <laughs> Acts chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 18. I'm going to read from the Amplified Version here for a moment. Truly I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. 
And whatever you permit and declare proper and unlawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. 19. And I tell you, again I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, make a symphony together, I like that, about whatever, anything and everything. Again, he's giving an open ticket here, isn't he? And about whatever, anything and everything they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. Another avenue that the Lord has provided for us concerning healing is agreement. The prayer of agreement. Watch this. But it's not just any agreement. It's, it's, it's appropriating what is in heaven to be here on earth. See, we're not, we're not trying to get heaven to line up with us here. We're trying to line up with heaven. It's the pattern. All right? He says, if you say that it's, it's un... Well, let's go back there. Verse 18. Whatever you uh, forbid and declare to be improper and lawful on earth must be improper and lawful there first. Okay? Let me ask you something. Is death proper and lawful in heaven? No, unlawful. Sickness, is that lawful in heaven? No, it's unlawful. Disease? Pain? Chronic allergies? Headaches? Are these things proper and lawful in heaven? No, 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 no. So then, so since it's not lawful there, you have a right then to declare that it's not lawful here. If it's not proper there, then you have a right to declare it's not proper here in my life. All right? And when you grab a hold of somebody else and you say, I need you to agree with me that as it is in heaven, it's done here. It's done in my, in my body in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. Another one. Let's go to, we got to, Keep on moving along. Acts chapter 19. You know, I find that after, after looking through several of these scriptures and several of these avenues, God has just opened up so many ways for us to receive our healing. I mean, He truly wants us to have this in our lives. He truly does. It's really necessary. Now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Now, watch this. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. That's unusual. That is unusual. God uses unusual tactics at times. He'll do whatever it takes. I mean, they were coming in to, to Paul, putting a Kleenex or a, a handkerchief on him, and then taking it to a sick person and putting it on them, and they were healed. Or somebody that was demon-possessed, putting it on them, and the demon would come out. Interesting. Unusual miracles. All right? Unusual things. Unusual ways God uses unusual Miracles. We got to keep moving. All right, next. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. And God has appointed these in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. Gifts of healings is another avenue that He's provided for you and I to receive healing. Heather, come up here for just a moment, sweetheart. This, this, this was experienced actually Wednesday night, and I want her to share this with you. Um, last week, Monday, I woke up really early in the morning in a lot of pain and I didn't know what was wrong. And, um, I knew I was worn out from the women's conference we had just been on, but there was something else that was wrong. Well, I ended up staying in bed all day that day 
And if you know me at all, that is not like me to stay in bed all day. So, um, and I just, I felt terrible. At one point, he was in Dallas working, and at one point I thought, I'm going to have to call 911 and have an ambulance take me to the emergency room. I was in that much pain. And um, I just kept praying and believing God. And uh, even though I had a lot of stuff going on in my mind about what could possibly be wrong, I didn't let any of it come out of my mouth. I just kept confessing the word and thanking the Lord for my healing. And so I didn't want to convey to him what exact, how much pain I was in or how bad it actually was because I just didn't want to vocalize that. And so Tuesday, it was a little bit more bearable. So I got up and got some work done. But then Wednesday, it was, it was bad again. And so I spent about another half a day in bed and I did get online, which I never recommend, but um, I, I got online to look up symptoms because I just didn't know what was going on. And, um, but it was just really intense. So Wednesday night I came to church and at the end of the service, uh, Eric came forward and said, and like I said, he didn't know how severe it was and he didn't know that I, he just thought I was worn out from the women's conference and that I wasn't feeling good because of that. So I hadn't conveyed any of that to him, that I was kind of, you know, worried about it in my mind, what could possibly be wrong. So he just said, there's somebody here who's got something wrong with them, and they've even, they've even looked it up online, and they've uh, been concerned about what it was. Well, it was me. And so at that point, I just received my healing, and that moment, it left, it left my body. You know, and even the thought of, is this something that is, is going to be a recurring thing that I need to look for in the future? You know, those things that go on in your head, but I didn't let any of it come into my, out of my mouth. I only spoke the word, and I only thanked the Lord for my healing. And so as soon as he said that, and he said, it's going to be something that is gone. You're healed. It's, it, and I just knew at that moment it didn't matter what it was. It didn't matter, uh, you know, what the symptoms were. It, it left my body and never to return again in the name of Jesus. And God's no respecter of persons. If he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. Awesome. Yeah. That was really cool because we had been agreeing together, you know, we'd, I'd laid my hands on her and we'd prayed the prayer of agreement and knew she was confessing the word. Uh, but God used the gift of healing at that moment. I thought that was really interesting as familiar as we are. I didn't know all that stuff was going on. And, uh, but in moment, and this gift of healing comes by God's own choosing. You know, he's given us ways to receive it by our choosing and our believing. Then there's a time he'll just gift it to you. You know, on Wednesday night was one of those nights, and she was completely healed out there. I hadn't had a symptom since then. So I like, I like those times too. Amen. Uh, and now James chapter 5. Let's, let's move along. James chapter 5, look at this. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him. Now, this, this is for you ladies too. Don't feel excluded. Him or her. With oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15. <clears throat> and the prayer of faith. Will save the sick. Now, I want you to understand that it's really awesome that it says call for the elders, and that is those who have authority in the, in the house, uh, and they're going to anoint you with oil, but they're also going to pray the prayer of faith. Now, you don't want anybody ever praying over you that don't know what the heck they're talking about, all right? You don't need people praying the prayer of we hope so or praying uh, if it be thy will prayer or if it, Lord, we just don't, you know, just do something kind of prayer. No, the prayer of faith is a a, a prayer that is sure, a prayer that is confident, a prayer that knows that God has given to us healing through his son. Amen. And so we're here to appropriate that healing in the name of Jesus. So 
Call for the elders of the church. Um, another avenue, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 4. It says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. The word edify here means to build, to restore, to repair. All right? The language of the Holy Spirit, the gift, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues is another avenue for you to be repaired, to, for you to receive healing in your body. Isn't that glorious? So we see through the scriptures, there's lots of ways that God provides. It's, it's really, we have easy access to healing, easy access, but it takes faith to appropriate that healing. Amen. Verse, and then lastly, um, the last thing we're going to look at is 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For he who eats and drinks, it's talking about taking communion, all right? Taking, re- receiving communion is another avenue that God has provided to receive healing. He who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner. I can remember as a kid, the church I was in, the pastor scared the crud out of us with this verse of Scripture. Bless his heart, he just didn't know. He was just ignorant, bound up in legalism. He who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, you better know that you know. You better be right with God before you take that bread and drink that cup. You better confess. You better clean up right now. All of you, let's be, it's all buried. Let's think of every evil thing we've done right now. And let's confess all of our sins so that we can receive this in the right manner. Am I the only one that's been to that church service? Okay. Well, you haven't been to that church service here. Drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. What does it mean not to discern the Lord's body? I had to ask that question and really think about that. Lord, what does that mean, not discerning the Lord's body? That's a strange statement. Except he said, this is my body, which is what? Broken for you. Specifically broken for your healing. So if it, it, to drink the cup, and to eat the bread in an unworthy manner, mm. first of all, if you're not saved, you shouldn't take communion because it's not for you. That's, that's an unworthy manner. As a Christian, that's a worthy manner. All right? But to think on terms like this, to think in terms like this, that this is simply a symbol is to really not, not understand what communion is about. All right, And the reason that, that the, the, the Protestant church has made communion more just a symbol is, be, is to, to steer away from the extreme of Catholicism. Which Catholicism is all about the Eucharist. I mean, the whole, the whole foundation of Catholicism is about the Eucharist. And that is that they believe that when they take the bread, it, is the, it becomes the literal body of Christ. And when they drink the wine, it becomes the literal blood of Christ. Right? So, so, so to get away from that, the Protestants came all the way to the other side of the spectrum and said, no, it's just a symbol. When actually the truth is always right in the middle of two extremes. All right? Jesus said, this is my body which is broken for you. He didn't say this is like my body. As a matter of fact, he didn't say this cup is like the new covenant. He actually said this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it. So, what is it then that gives it its strength and its substance? Your faith is what gives it its strength and its substance. Your faith in Christ, because faith is the substance of those things that are hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
All right? So when you believe that this is the broken body of Jesus by faith, then you are receiving the substance of that truth. All right? His body was broken for your healing. So he says, don't do it in an unworthy manner, not discerning the Lord's body. Understand that his body was broken for you because if you don't, look what happens when people just kind of pass communion off. As, I mean, there's this opportunity to, for, to receive a dose of healing and health. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you and many die early. Sleep, that's what that means here. I, I think that's so sad that there are Christian believers that are taking communion, not understanding the power, not, not, not receiving of it, not receiving that healing. Because some of them believe that, well, healing's not for today. That was during the time of the apostles, and then now that's all passed away. you got to be kidding me. We need it. We need it. And so we have this avenue of communion to receive healing. All kinds of avenues he's provided for us. And I'm grateful to God for these things. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.